calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hi, I'm Courtney Holly, the voice of Allison Moretti. I want to talk to you about supporting Boom and Observer Pictures. This show exists because of you, the listener. Supporting us through Patreon will help ensure we always give you the best quality show we can. As a patron, you'll get exclusive episodes and merchandise, discounts at the Teespring shop, peeks behind the scenes, and much more. And it all starts at just $2 a month. So please visit boom.observerpictures.com and click on Become a Member to join Patreon today. Observer Pictures presents Boom, a serial drama podcast. Written and directed by Faith McQuinn. This is episode 25, Probable Cause. Porter stares at the concrete ceiling in his cell. His face and the pillow are wet with tears of exhaustion. The thin mattress on his cot is lumpy, and he's just praying for sleep. Finally, his eyes get heavy, and he has no choice but to close them. When he opens them again, he's sitting in an empty bowling alley. Hey. thought I got rid of you. Guess not. I'm beating myself up enough when I'm awake. I don't fucking need this right now. Oh, poor Porter. You didn't miss me? You're not her. No. She's definitely gone. When you left her, sitting there on that couch, crying her eyes out. You are not her. Wouldn't this all be easier if you had not left? If you hadn't opened that door, if you hadn't tried to go for help, no pain, no sorrow, just gone. Both of you. Stop. Maybe that's what you should do now. What? No, 
What is this? It would be easier, right? Just to go. I, I would. I wouldn't. No. Just exploring the options, Porter. You are not her. Can you just, please, just look like someone else? Why? Because I don't want this. I don't want her face to keep hurting me. You have to go away. Please, please go away. Please go away. Please. You already please tried that, away. Porter. I'm not going anywhere. Not yet. Please. Tell me. Is this your fault? Yes. Bullshit. But Bullshit, Porter. It's not. Tell me it's not. It's not my fault. Wow, I really believe that. Owens, it's time. What? Owens, get up. What? Come on, sleepyhead. You have to get ready for court. On August 8th of this year, Heather Lawson was found in her apartment with a suicide vest? Yes. And was that suicide vest similar to the one in Genevieve Reynolds' murder case from May of 2015? Yes. Comparisons made from the forensics reports found both devices to be nearly identical. Detective, who was the lead investigating officer on the Genevieve Reynolds case? My partner, Detective Rebecca Haley. Porter Owens was considered a person of interest in that case? Yes. Was Mr. Owens ever brought up on charges? No. Did you and your partner bring in Mr. Owens in regards to the Heather Lawson investigation? Yes, we did. But you said Mr. Owens was never brought up on charges in the previous murder investigation. So why would you bring him in? He was the only connection we had to the case. Because he knew the previous victim? Yes. Was that the only reason? Yes. No further questions, Your Honor. Detective Haley, how long have you been a homicide detective? Nine years. And in your nine years, how many murders by explosion have you investigated? Two. And they were? Genevieve Reynolds and Heather Lawson. Was Heather Lawson killed by the explosion? The Emmy has determined the cause of death, but Ms. Lawson's remains were found at the crime scene. So you've technically only investigated one murder by explosion? I suppose. Do you believe that Porter Owens killed Ms. Lawson? We found evidence of explosive materials in Mr. Owens' apartment. The building in question housed the offices of his therapist, Dr. Melissa Abbott. Mr. Owens has the education and capabilities of creating explosive devices. And he and the victim had a prior relationship. A prior relationship? Will you please elaborate? Miss Lawson informed us that she and Mr. Owens had been sexually involved for a couple of months. What? Mr. Owens, I remind you, you are in a court of law. Apologies, Your Honor. Did Mr. Owens verify this relationship? He said that he didn't know Miss Lawson outside of working on her computer. But you didn't believe him. Miss Lawson said otherwise. And you're positive that she was telling the truth? Lucas Sullivan, a friend of Mr. Owens, also said that Ms. Lawson and Mr. Owens were involved. But you did have evidence beyond Ms. Lawson's and Mr. Sullivan's word? No. So the only concrete evidence you have of Ms. Lawson and my client knowing each other is when he was working at Ms. Lawson's place of employment? Yes. Detective, please tell me why you brought Mr. Owens in for questioning when Heather was found in the suicide vest. 
The vest was nearly identical to the vest fragments found in Miss Reynolds' apartment, and Mr. Owens was present at that crime. We thought he might be able to help us find a connection. Is it true that you believed him to be that connection? Yes. Was Mr. Owens convicted of anything in Ms. Reynolds' murder case? No. The case is currently unsolved. So there was no definitive evidence pointing to Mr. Owens as the murderer? No, that is why it's currently unsolved. There were no other suspects? No. None? I find that hard to believe. Did Mr. Owens confess to putting the suicide vest on Miss Lawson? Yes. Please read the highlighted part. Your Honor, this is part of the transcript from Mr. Owens' interrogation with Detective Santos on August 9th of this year. Santos, her roommate found her strapped to a chair. Owens, no, she's okay. Santos, I'm sorry, Porter. What did you say? Owens, no, no, inaudible. Owens, hyperventilates. Santos. Mr. Owens, Mr. Owens, are you all right? Rebecca, get in here. Haley, Mr. Owens, hey, Porter, what's going on? Owens falls out of chair. Owens, it's my fault. It's my fault. I did this. I let him do this. I'm sorry, Detective. At what point did Mr. Owens confess? <sighs> Mr. Owens says, and I quote, it's my fault. It's my fault. I did this. I let him do this. Let who? I don't know. Did you ask? I don't recall. Since it's nowhere in the transcript, I'll assume you didn't ask. Plus, that doesn't sound like a confession to me. As I'm sure you're aware, Mr. Owen suffers from PTSD, and from what you've just read, it seems that he was having an episode. These episodes can cause confusion, uncontrollable fear, among other things. And what you read sounds like a man who is hurting and possibly confused because of Detective Santos's line of questioning. Wouldn't you agree? Please answer the question, Detective. <clears throat> it is possible that it could be interpreted that way. You and your partner received an anonymous tip through Nashville Crime Stoppers concerning the Heather Lawson and Genevieve Reynolds cases, correct? Yeah. What was the tip exactly, Detective? The call suggested that Lucas Sullivan may have information about Genevieve Reynolds that could have helped with the suicide vest found on Heather Lawson. But did you follow up on that tip? Yes, I spoke to Mr. Sullivan. And did you bring him to the precinct for questioning? No, I spoke to him at his place of employment, Chuck Spikes. Is that the only follow-up you did? Yes. Mr. Sullivan gave us information about Mr. Owens and Miss Lawson. We, Detective Santos and I, proceeded to speak with Miss Lawson again concerning Mr. Owens. That's when she revealed their relationship. But she didn't say anything about him the first time, when she was found in the vest. No. She said that Mr. Owens threatened to kill her if she spoke. What changed? I'm sorry? What changed? What made her think it was okay to reveal him when you spoke again? I reassured her that we could protect her. Uh-huh. So you spoke to Mr. Sullivan at his job and then directly went and spoke to Ms. Lawson. That is correct. And then did nothing else? No background checks? No follow-up questioning? No. Did Mr. Sullivan have any connection to Ms. Lawson? He said he'd seen her with Mr. Owens. Where? He didn't say. When? 
How many times did he see them kiss or hold hands or anything to lead him to believe that they were romantically involved? He didn't say. You didn't ask. Mr. Owens, after hearing from the investigating officers, the court finds there to be probable cause in the charges of possession of explosives and destruction of property to bind over. I also believe that the charge of homicide in the second degree is too severe, and you will be charged with involuntary manslaughter, for which the court also finds probable cause to bind over. The evidence in this case is, to be blunt, weak. I am overturning your previous bail of $750,000 and releasing you on your own recognizance with one caveat. Mr. Owens, you have had a rough couple of years, it seems, and I need to know that you can handle a trial. So, you will be seeing a psychiatrist appointed by this court. Your Honor, my client is already under psychiatric care. Yes, Ms. Lissandro, but your client is also charged with blowing up the building in which he was receiving that care. He will see a psychiatrist appointed by this court twice a week up until his court date. He will wear a monitor and will not be able to leave his home unless he is being escorted to his therapy sessions. Thank you, Your Honor. Please take care of yourself, Mr. Owens. Court is dismissed. So I get to go home? Well, we have to get you processed, but yeah. <laughs> you get to go home. Well, shit. You're welcome. What about Luke? I mean, I mean, you brought up his name a lot. We'll figure it out. You get to sleep in your own bed tonight. Focus on that. Okay. And thank you. We're not done yet, but this is a big step. We've got this. Join us again in two weeks for another episode of Boom. This episode featured the voices of Garrett Delosier as Porter, Charity Spencer as Genevieve, Wendy Keeling as Detective Haley, Sarah Jane Nelson as Jordan Lissandro, Kristen James as Detective Santos, J.R. Robles as The Judge, and me, Michael R., as The Narrator. Season 3 was recorded at New Mind Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, and Pod Studio One in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Production sound, Matthew L. Hankins. Producer, Amanda Lorraine. Sound design and mixing, Joshua Sui. Original music, Brian Irwin. Assistant Director, Delilah Ferrer. Production Assistant, Van Donnell. Social Media Guru, Ryan Allen. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, where to find us on social media, and ways to donate to the show, please visit boom.observerpictures.com. Thank you for listening, and please share this podcast with a friend. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. 
Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.